Hey everybody, welcome back to the Michael Munoz Podcast. I am so glad to be back to talk with you guys and uh, do a podcast. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit more chill, I guess you would say. And it's I'm kind of just going to do an update of my life and what's been going on. And maybe even give my testimony for those of you that don't know me very as well as others may know me. So let's let's get right into it. My let's just get let's just start with my testimony. So probably around the beginning of COVID, I I, I was really I was really reeling. Um, when school ended, you know, our it was my last my second to last volleyball season, and we were seven and three. Our volleyball team was, and mind you, Lincoln hasn't won seven games combined in like the last two years on varsity. So the fact that we were seven and three within ten games was really was really monumental for us. So that that got cut short by COVID, and and it was it was pretty heartbreaking for a lot of us, as silly as it may sound. And so as COVID progressed, as COVID progressed, and we went throughout the years. I mean, it's been what two or three years now, right? Something, something started to happen with me. I started to see my life. My life to me was just so—I don't know how to explain it. It was just so dirty. It was gross. I felt so—I felt so consumed with the world. And mind you, I'm not a Christian yet, right? So I don't know these things yet. But I feel this way, and 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 I'm 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 gonna just lay it all out to you. My, everything I was going through and everything that I was doing. Um, I was not a good kid in high school. I, I never was a good kid. Period. I've always I always had anger issues. Always had anger issues uh, to one point where I, I you know and I'm not afraid to talk about this. To the point where I punched a hole uh, through through the pantry door. And it was because I was mad, and me, me and my brother were playing around, and I got upset, and I punched the wall. And and I look back at it now, and that was really something—the beginning of like when I—that was like the beginning of stuff when I started to sober up. My mind started to sober up on what was really going on with me. And you know, my stepdad called me while I was on my way to work at Walmart, and I'm crying because I know I'm going to get in trouble, right? And you know he t- he talks to me about how I'm moving to my dad's. He doesn't even give me an option. He says this is it, Micah. You could really hurt somebody. Mind you, this is when I'm 16 years old. So this and this isn't when I'm like five or six or seven. I'm 16 years old at this point, and and so I'm I'm doing this right. And he calls me and I'm crying because I know what he's gonna say. And he says it. He says you're gonna have to move with your dad. This is not acceptable. You you can really hurt somebody. And uh that moment i will tell you one thing it sobered me up a lot right but that's not where the story ended uh as as time progressed about august of 2020 august of 2020 i started to i started to see these tiktoks on online as funny as it sounds i started to see these tiktoks about jesus and it was so odd because i've all i've grown up around a christian family uh, true believers that love Jesus. They live their life out for Jesus every day. I see it. And I see these TikToks talking about, you know, how bad the world is and how there need there like there's no hope except Jesus and outside of Jesus there is no way to heaven. Like I started to see these things and 
watching those daily and I, it wasn't like I was doing it on purpose like I was trying to flip through them I didn't want to see them because they're you know they're like convicting things they're things that make you think and they're they make you actually think about life after death and about your eternal state and so I, I'm flipping through those TikToks and I'm thinking man you know I just have this thing on my heart like I, I'm I have this godly sorrow in my heart one night I had this godly sorrow to the max like I just I, I just ha- I just felt this uh, this sense of like I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't live this way. And living this way means I had when I say living this way, I'll just lay out some of the things I I did. Uh, I, I was very I was very anger I was very anger driven. I was driven by my emotions, which my biggest emotion was anger, <laughs> and it used to come out in very ugly ways. Uh, I used to, I, I I was sexually immoral. I had sex outside of marriage. I was doing sexual acts with multiple different uh, females at different times, right? So I'm, I'm, in a sense, committing adultery because I'm with one girl and I'm doing something with another. And I also was a terrible kid. I was a very terrible kid to my teachers. I used to take their stuff and throw it over the roof. And I used to uh, make fun of them in class. And I used to disrupt class by making jokes and making the class laugh. You know, the class clown stereotype, right? I used to talk back to my mom. I used to lie like crazy. I remember one story. My mom asked me if I ate a protein bar. Even something so little like that. What did I do? I lied. I said no. That happened multiple times. I used to do stuff like even to the even things like that that don't seem big. They're still lies. And and so those are all some some of the things I was doing. Right? I, I was lying. I was I even stole a couple of times. Like the, the stuff that is like you wouldn't I no one in my family thought this of me. And so when I told my testimony, it was a little bit like, oh wow, okay. You know, it's like, wow, that that was really you. And I was like, yeah, that really is me. Not that really was me, I should say. That really was me. That's who I was. And I had no purpose in my life. And I forgot to mention the hardest thing uh, to get over was pornography. It pains me to say this. It really pains me to say this. But I used to watch porn two to three times a day. Two to three times a day. Guys, I had no drive. Zero drive after. And for many people, and I'm not afraid to talk about this. It, it, you know, it's something called post-nut clarity. <laughs> it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing, and and it actually is. It when I mean it's real, like it happens every time. You really have this like regret after, like you have this guilt after, and it's so terrible. And and I had no drive, and I was just my mind was consumed with sex, and and, and my and the music I was listening to is poisoning my brain. I mean seriously, poisoning my brain. I used to look at Travis Scott as an idol. For those of you that have known me for a while, he used to be my god like seriously he used to be my god like sir i really mean that and all that being said i just want to mention those are the things i was doing before i came to christ and so knowing that now and that now that you guys know that uh that night there was a night when i was on scrolling through tiktok and i saw these tiktoks and that godly sorrow hit my heart like crazy and I have a verse that goes along with with this. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. Godly sorrow brings repentance 
that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. That verse, I mean, like, when I when I look back at my testimony and I look back at what God brought me out of, this verse is what it really is. This literally happened. That godly sorrow brought repentance and it led to salvation. Seriously, but there's you can't repent without Christ, right? We need Jesus, obviously. He He's the one that saves us. And, and so I had that godly sorrow that night. And I sat down on my carpet. I cried out to the God. And I said, I'm sorry, Lord. And I was there for a while, probably an hour or so, just pouring my heart out to God, saying, God, I'm sorry. I don't want to live this way anymore. I, I feel dead. Remember, it says, but worldly sorrow brings death. Uh, all those sinful things that brought me sorrow, they bring death upon me they were leading me into death i was literally felt like i was dying i was so encapsulated with this stuff and looking back at it now that is it's amazing what god's brought me through i i look like a whole different person and when when it talks about a new creation in christ a new creation in christ which is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. Uh, <laughs> it, it gets me a little teary-eyed. And it gets me a little emotional because I think about that person that my family used to see every day. And I think about those those people at school and those people, those people my teachers and my friends, and I... I that person they used to know those girls that I mistreated and I treated them like a piece of meat and like they had no value when really they were made in the image of God just like me it makes me ever so grateful to be where I am at today Uh, speaking boldly for Jesus and living my life for him every day no matter what anybody says that's what life is about that's what's going to bring you purpose is christ i promise you that and if a if if my life if my life is for instance if my life is not evidence that jesus really does save and he really does change lives and the holy spirit really does sanctify i don't know what is i i don't know what else i don't know what else i can show you to tell you that god is real like that like don't tell me that all this stuff that I used to do is gone now. And I did that under my own power. Because as many of you guys know, you can try to stop things in an instance. But let's let's be honest. Be honest with yourself. You always turn back. Or you never can even get out of that cycle. You say you want to stop smoking. You say you want to stop watching porn. You say you want to stop this. You say you want to stop that. But you try to do it under your own power. And you can't. You just can't. I have one more verse for you to go along with that. And uh, it says here, Romans 6, 6, or no, Romans 6, verse 14. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. Romans 6, 11. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. 
John 8, 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Romans 6, 17. But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. It says, but thanks be to God. Only God can free you from that sin. Only God can help you get free from that. Only God can do it. I promise you. I try, I've i tried. And I'm sure you know. You've probably tried too, the person listening to this. You've probably tried too. And you can't get free by yourself. You can't knock the shackles off all alone. It won't happen. You'll add more burdens on your body. You'll add more burdens on your mind, on your heart, on your soul. Only Jesus can set you free. It's as simple as that. If you would just trust in Him, if you would just repent of your sins and trust in His atoning sacrifice on the cross, and trust that He did, that He did raise from the dead, His death, burial, and resurrection was real. He's going to show you where to go. He's going to give your life purpose. He's going to give you something to live for. And that I promise you. That I do promise you. I can't promise you too many things, but that I will. Appreciate you guys. I love I love doing this. And I, I, I'm doing this because I want you guys... Obviously, this is for you to hear the gospel, but it's also for you to hear a little bit about my story. So you know a little bit more about me. Appreciate you guys. God bless.